Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic and entrepreneur. And today we're going to talk about FOMO, fear of missing out. I want to get into how FOMO affects us, what to do about it, what it really means, because it is deeper than you think. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Imagine crawling in your bed. You love it there. You've got your book in your hand, and you are so ready to shut the world out and relax because you've had a long week, work, errands, activities, and you can't wait to get under the covers and sink in to the warmth and comfort of your bed. And just when you get your pillows situated just right, you're about to open your book, or if you're like me, grab the remote, (laughs) and your phone dings at you, begging for your attention like that thing always does. You pick up your phone to see what's up, and it's a picture of your friends out, dressed up, looking amazing, everyone smiling and having the time of their lives, and instantly you're overcome with a wave of FOMO. Just three seconds ago, you were ecstatic to be comfy and cozy in your bed, but now you feel inadequate in bed at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night in your pajamas. The good news is you're not alone in this because I'm also in bed at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night in my PJs. (laughs) And the point of this episode is to get some clarity on FOMO so that you can make choices that serve you in your life rather than being impulsive and deciding to do something on a whim just to appease your ego or your social media feed. FOMO will lead you to make decisions you regret because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I've done it too. I've been the person saying yes to going somewhere I don't really want to go or staying out way later than I like to because of all those thoughts that run through your head. Like I should be going out and doing things. I should be meeting people and having fun. Then I end up doing things I don't like or going places I don't like. And then I'm tired and mad and full of regret and cussing myself for not knowing better. FOMO steals your attention away from what's important and from being connected to what's actually happening in the moment. It creates anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and of course, it makes you make bad choices. I want you to ask yourself what you're saying yes to that you should be turning down in your life. I can really stress myself out thinking I'm going to miss out on something or miss out on an opportunity. So I'll keep saying yes to things and keep piling things on until I'm 10 times more stressed because I don't want to miss anything. 
even after all these years of working on myself, knowing the importance of managing stress, nurturing my recovery, building the life of my dreams, I can still get caught up in not wanting to miss anything. And I'm pretty good at saying no to going out activities. I mean, I know what I like, I know what I don't like, and I can say no to things that aren't fun to me. But I'm terrible at saying no to things I love, like spending time with my family or watching my nieces and nephews. I will wreak havoc in my own life to say yes to those activities. As your life grows and your sobriety grows, you need to be selective about the activities that are right for your stage of growth. It's not forever. It's just right now. Down the road at a different stage, you'll engage in different things. Remember, in my early sobriety, I was still bartending. I still had a nightclub life, and I loved that. But today, at this stage of growth, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to go to a nightclub. So don't think about it as forever. Just think about it as right now. This is not right for me right now. I turned down a big opportunity not too long ago that would have made a massive impact on my life. But when I broke it down, it wasn't the right move for right now. When I look at my goals for this stage of my life and I see what my plans are, this particular opportunity just didn't fit. And these are the kind of raw and honest conversations we have to have as people who want more out of life. I'm not just saying no for the sake of saying no. I'm saying no for right now because it doesn't fit where I am in this stage of growth. And I think that's like a light bulb moment for many of us. When I realized I would say yes to things because I had FOMO, I also realized that making decisions based on FOMO was unacceptable. I can't let it taint my decision-making or my decision-making process. And that's what this episode is really about. This isn't an episode about saying no. It's about knowing how to judge activities in the moment so you can evaluate them appropriately and know if it serves you or doesn't serve you. That's what this episode is about. So I'll share a story with you that may make you think I'm crazy, but I want you to see how I put this into action. I had an opportunity last year to do a series of speaking engagements for a whole lot of money. It was also a whole lot of travel. My FOMO wanted to jump on it. My FOMO was screaming yes, right? My ego was in it, thinking about all the bragging rights and photo ops and how good it would be for my social media presence. (laughs) Like all of my surface level ego aspects were 100% on board. But here's the deal. I have a plan for my life and my business. You hear me talk about this at the end of every year, mapping out your next year intentions. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to change? I do this every year for my personal life and my professional life. I lay it all out 90 days at a time, what I want to do in those 90 days. And when I looked at this speaking gig, it would have thrown my whole year off. 
it would have taken so much of my time and energy that none of my other projects would get to move forward. The travel was brutal, and I've spent a lot of years traveling a lot and living out of a suitcase, doing interventions and speaking gigs. I know what that feels like. And for many, many years, I loved that. I mean, that's how I lived for over a decade. But at this stage of my life, that's not what I want. When I put my FOMO to the side and I took an honest look at what I'm building for my life and business long-term, it didn't make sense. Do I want to live out of a suitcase, going hotel to hotel, being away from my family for an extended period of time? Absolutely not. Do I want the added pressure of having to hire more team members to do more things and doing all the onboarding that goes with that to sustain the podcast because I won't have the time and the energy to do it? Absolutely not. It just didn't fit for me right now. I certainly had some FOMO. I mean, I was fearful of missing out on playing big and missing out on the big opportunities and missing out on all the other big opportunities that it would have brought. But when I got honest with myself, it just wasn't the right time. It actually would have thrown off my whole 10-year plan, really, because everything that I already had planned would have had to get pushed back, right, to do this thing. It was months, a months long thing, right? It wasn't a super simple, easy in and out. I mean, it was an extended period of time. So everything that I already have planned and what I have mapped for my five-year plan, my 10-year plan, like the whole thing would have been thrown off. A 10-year plan sounds kind of crazy, but you just have like a loose idea that's not really a planned out action by action, (laughs) but it's a loose idea of what you want things to look like. Or on a simpler scale, how about, (laughs) you'll love this too, how about when I told my girlfriend I would go see a band with her because I had FOMO, right? I'm seeing all the pictures she was posting with her other extrovert friends and they're going out and doing fun things. And I got it in my head that I was missing out on having fun with her. And maybe she won't want to be my friend anymore if I don't do fun things with her. So I went to see live music with her and it was awful in every way. It was outdoors in the summer. It was at a sort of dive bar kind of place. And there was no part of me that enjoyed any of it. Of course, I loved being with my friend. And of course, she loved the endless opportunities to laugh at my discomfort all evening. (laughs) But outside of that, it was terrible. It's just not my thing, right? None of that is my thing. Outdoors in the summer, definitely not my thing. I'm not a fan of the heat and all the stuff that goes with it. Dive bar, not my thing. It's just not my vibe. By the end of it, I was hot and sweaty and smelly. My makeup was melting off my face, which is so freaking gross and uncomfortable. I didn't get home until midnight. I had to shower before I could even go to bed, and it threw my whole next day off track. Was it worth it? No way. I could have gone and done a million other things with my friend. And by the way, she still loves me regardless, even though I'm not an extrovert and she is, she still loves me. 
But that FOMO had really created a situation in my head making me feel less than. Like I was less than her other friends because they like to do those things with her. Like I'm not as valuable to her as those other friends. And that fed the anxiety that I might lose my friend. And that's the real truth of FOMO. It feeds anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and it makes you make decisions that don't fit the stage you are in in the life you're trying to build. Or let's talk about my old drinking friends, the people I drank with all the time right before I got sober. At that stage of my growth and sobriety, my only focus was to not drink. And that meant that I had to say no to hanging out with my friends all the time. I didn't have a long-term plan. I just knew I didn't want to drink. And I knew that meant I wasn't going to go to the bars with all the drunk people like I was doing when I was drunk. And I'll tell you this, 17 years later, my whole life is different. And those friends, well, the ones who are still alive, are living the exact same lifestyle. Still drunk, accomplishing nothing, still going to bars. If I would have let FOMO get the best of me, I could have easily fallen back into my old life and my old habits and started drinking again. And you and I wouldn't be sitting here together right now having a beautiful moment figuring out how we can continue to improve and grow so that we can live the lives we've always dreamed of. The truth about FOMO is it makes you question your value as a human being. And this is worse than ever with social media because you're constantly exposed to everybody's best moments. You know, they call it the highlight reel. All you see is everybody's highlight reel, but that's not real life. And this is one of my favorite things too. We do this with actors and models and everyone. We see all their best outfits and hair and makeup, and we think this makes them more valuable as humans and build it up in your head that that's why, or that's what they look like all the time. And it makes you less valuable and less significant because you're just normal. Then You'll see a picture of that same glamorous, beautiful person in like a messy bun and sweatpants and sneakers. And you realize like, oh yeah, they're just normal too. FOMO is really closely related to fear of social exclusion or ostracism, right? And these are deep, deep fears that we all have starting in childhood. FOMO isn't new. The term is new, like from the early 2000s, but the underlying fears and anxieties are definitely not new. As human beings, we require connection and a sense of belonging. You hear me talk about finding your tribe. This is necessary, not optional. It's a basic human need for survival. So what do you do? How do you keep yourself from making decisions in your life based on FOMO so you can really get to have the life that you really want? I want you to ask yourself some key questions. And the first one is, like, 
how does this event or place or person fit into my overall plan right now? If you're feeling bored on a Friday evening and those feelings of nostalgia start creeping in about all the things you used to do on a Friday night and you start to get a little thought about reaching out to one of your friends just to see what's up, ask yourself if that person and the places they're going, do they fit into your plan? And first of all, if you're bored, you're being boring, right? Bored is a choice. It's not a condition. There are a million things to do all the time, and you're choosing to either do them or not do them, but it's a choice. Reaching out to an old friend who isn't living the lifestyle you want to live is really just lazy. It's the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest to grab. Instead of getting out of your comfort zone and doing something different, you want to do the easiest thing, which is to reach out to someone you already know, even when you know it's not the best thing for you. We do the same thing with exes. You feel lonely and bored, so you do the easiest thing to quench those feelings right now. You already know their games. You know they'll respond. You know how it's going to go and how it's going to end. It's all very easy and predictable, and you don't have to challenge yourself to do better. I hope you're starting to see the importance here of knowing your goals and your plan because that's what will guide you. It doesn't have to be major. When I got sober, I only had one goal and one plan. Don't drink. That's it. And that was my only goal for the first couple of years. If your overall plan is to be sober, then your decisions and activities have to be supportive of that plan. Again, how does this event person place fit into the overall plan for your life right now? For you, it might be that reaching out to drinking friends is a fast and easy way to feel included and wanted, and that's what you're missing. The truth is, You don't really want to be wasting your life in bars and clubs, and you really want to leave alcohol behind and be serious about your life. And what if those drinking places, situations, people are really derailing you? That fear of missing out isn't really missing out at all. The next question I would say is, ask yourself, like, what am I unhappy with in my life? Because FOMO often stems from unhappiness. And I found when I was researching this episode, I found this article um, on Science Daily, and it says, the problem with FOMO is the individuals it impacts are looking outward instead of inward. When you are so tuned into the other or the better in your mind, you lose your authentic sense of self. This constant fear of missing out means you are not participating as a real person in your own world. So when you're in that loop of FOMO, often you're tuning out the real world and tuning in to the fake world on social media, right? Social media is about attention. 
And when you don't steer your attention to the good and positive things, then that means your attention is going to the less desirable things. If you feel like you're missing out on something, then look at what you aren't satisfied with in your reality and steer your attention to fixing that. If one of my brothers posts a pic with their kids and they're at my mom's house, I will definitely feel a moment of FOMO. But when I dig into that a little bit, I know I'm not missing anything because we always do the same stuff when we're over there and I know exactly what's happening. We all sit in the same seats. We eat way too much food. We laugh. We play with kids. The babies slobber all over all of us, right? Like I know exactly what's going on over there and I'm not really missing anything. The real issue is I'm probably feeling a little lonely and that wave of FOMO isn't actually FOMO. I just need to have some human connection. And that's easy to fix. And the last thing I'll close with is one of my favorite old school AA things. Play the tape all the way through. In that moment of FOMO, you see your friend's pics on social. Everybody's out drinking, having fun together, or... They're planning the picnic, the barbecue, the camping trip, or the annual vacation with family, or the neighborhood block party, and you feel left out or like you'll be excluded because you aren't doing those things anymore, I want you to play the tape all the way through to the end of that event. The pain, regret, misery, embarrassment snapping at your spouse or kids, feeling like crap for a day or two or three, the disappointment, guilt, shame, and ask yourself, are you really missing out? One of my clients in my six-week program just told me a story about going to her family reunion and tons of her family all traveled from across the country to be at this thing. There were like almost a hundred people there. And we worked on her plan so she could get through the whole thing and stay sober and have fun. We worked on what to say to people when they asked if she wanted to drink. And we worked on activities to do and ways to handle the social aspects, especially for someone with anxiety, right? Because most of us have social anxiety for sure. And she and I were texting throughout the trip too, so she could process through things and have some laughs and feel good and comfortable. And she did great, by the way. She spent four days on the trip and she got home so happy and grateful, grateful that she went because she had an incredible time and only one person offered her a drink one time and it never came up again. And she was ecstatic. She was so nervous about going on this trip. And she almost canceled it because she didn't know how she would navigate all the different pieces. But we did it together and it was flawless. Anyway, she was telling me that her mom drank so much one night that she never made it back to her room. And they found her like out in a field picking flowers at like seven in the morning, still drunk. Think about how she must have felt when she sobered up. I would have been humiliated in front of a hundred family members. You see what I'm saying? Play the tape all the way through. 
Don't just imagine the event at the beginning and all the fun and smiles, romanticizing how perfect it will be and how perfect you will be and how much everyone will love you, but play it through to the end where you drink more than you wanted to. You did or said something you wish you wouldn't have. Your partner and kids are mad and you feel awful. Then decide how you would rather spend your time. What else can you do to get you closer to your goals? What is a better activity situation person that fits with where you are in your growth and your life for now? And know that these will continue to grow and evolve and change as you continue to grow and evolve and change. I do very different things today than I did five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago, right? It constantly grows and evolves. So keep that in mind also. Let's recap these questions one more time because I just want you to stay on track, okay? The first question to ask yourself is, how does this event or place or person fit into my overall plan right now? Is this really what I want to be doing? Is this really how I want to be spending my time? Are these really the people I want to be spending my time with? Is this getting me farther in my plan to reach my goals and have the life I want to live? And then what are you unhappy with? If you're really feeling FOMO, if you're feeling left out, like what you're seeing other people doing that you're feeling like you're missing out means there's something missing in your life and focus your intention on creating that in your life instead of missing out on it in other people's lives, right? Create what you want. So what are you really unhappy with? When you see those pictures of people doing other things and you have FOMO, what is the thing you're missing? What is the feeling that comes up? Like, oh, they're doing this. So they must be feeling this and this and this. That's what you have to get in tune with because all that stuff is fixable, but you want to create it in your own life instead of assuming it's happening in other people's lives or seeing their best moments captured on film, right? Listen, I do photo shoots all the time. You would absolutely abhor the whole process. So imagine like how many pictures, oftentimes people are taking a million pictures to post the best one, right? <laughs> like that's the truth of taking pictures. Very little spontaneity is really spontaneous. But look at that. What are you unhappy with in your life? What are you feeling like you're missing out on when you see other people doing things? And how can you start to build that and create it in your own life? And then lastly, play the tape all the way through. Don't get caught up in just romanticizing, romanticizing drinking, romanticizing drinking events and people in places. Like, Don't get caught up in the romanticizing part because the romantic part is, is a brief moment right? And as you drink for longer periods of time, the romantic part gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And the discomfort gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And that's when you're really trapped. All right, that's it. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope this episode was helpful, talking about FOMO, how to get through it, how to make better choices so you aren't making choices based on FOMO because that will not get you anywhere. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. 
You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.